Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. All right, here we are again. Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast. Mike Kapler here, along with Joel Brzezinski. And Joel, I I would submit the possibility that uh, over the past, uh, you know, close to 15 years, uh, I would I would submit that you will probably find one of the most consistent grace messages in the world of podcasts right here. And you've landed with us. We're glad you're along. What do you think about that, Joel? Any no, thoughts? Yeah, I think I would say that that is probably true. Um, and then not to really pat ourselves on the back because that's I know that's not what you're doing. I remember when we did. Um, I don't know when we had reached, maybe it was 500 podcasts. I can't remember, but our friend who uh, has now uh, passed away, Leonard, he, because we had asked for people to give um, testimonies about the podcast. And and one thing, that was one word that he had used at the time was uh, consistent. And I think it's just because you and I, and, and as we were just talking before the podcast here that we started recording, We've evolved in our understanding. We've grown in our understanding of the gospel. But we, I think I think we've remained with the same foundation. And um, even though we'll discover new things, well, not actually new things, but just discover the truth or grow in the truth or however you want to put it, I think the message that we have wanted to convey to people has remained consistent. And I think that's a good thing. Um, there is an, indeed room for more growth and changes in our understanding. But overall, I think that when you and I get together, we talk about this stuff in so many ways, we're on the same page with things. And um, that's not to say that we agree on everything, but overall, the message has remained with that same foundation. It's Jesus Christ, you know, salvation by grace through faith. It's Christ and not our own works. It's the finished work of Christ. It's the fact that there was an old covenant and there is now a new covenant. We're not under the old. We're under the new covenant. They're different. So, I mean, so many of these things that we talk about remain the same. We'll look at things as weeks go, as the weeks go by on the podcast, maybe from different perspectives, different angles, but remaining with that same foundation. So I think you're right. All that, all that to say, yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you agreed because I don't know how much longer you would have talked if we disagreed. I I was going to go on and on and on. (laughs) Hey, you know, uh, when it comes to the old covenant versus the new covenant, I think one of the things that has thrown people off and has probably turned the religious business into what we know of it today, and and that's not to slam the entire church or anything like that, but there are some concepts, some some mindsets, uh, some doctrines, um, belief systems that have been well established throughout much of Christendom. Um, and I think a lot of it, Joel, is based upon the assumption. I, I, I know this isn't the only 
I, I know this isn't the only ingredient in the mix, <laughs> but but I think one of the, one of the important ingredients that has mixed people up about the old and the new covenant is making the false assumption that Jesus was teaching new covenant Christianity throughout most of his ministry. And, you know, we, we got this, the way our Bible is divided up from the, the Old Testament with all that Jewish stuff that seems so hard to follow. And now we got this thing that we can relate to a little bit more with this baby being born. And, uh, you know, the, the story of Joseph and Mary and, and how all that came about. And then Jesus eventually, you know, growing up and, and starting his ministry and explaining to people that he was the way to life. And so people have this assumption that Jesus is teaching a, a new covenant Christianity going around to people of all kinds and, and trying to, to bring them into the fold. And, you know, the, we see this New Testament page in our, in our Bible and we just kind of assume that when Jesus was born, this whole thing began to, to change. And there is truth to that. Things did begin to change, but the covenant hadn't changed yet, right? Right. Yeah. The birth of Jesus didn't quite yet bring about the new covenant. He came as a baby that was born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. And he says, Jesus himself said he came for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And so that right there with many of the things that he taught, he was under the old covenant. He was under the law as Israel was. The rest of the world was not under the law. The law was for Israel only. It was exclusively for them. That covenant, the old covenant, was exclusively for Israel. You could, as a Gentile, become part of it, but you had to do it. You, you could agree to it, but you had to follow it. But the whole rest of the world, which is most people who have ever lived, were never under that covenant. And so when Jesus was in his earthly ministry, and he was teaching things, he was teaching things about what people should do and what they shouldn't do, but he was teaching exclusively to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And the reason for teaching the law to those who were under the law, as Paul would later tell us, as we'd later find out, and as was actually foretold in the Old Covenant, it was slightly hidden uh, to people. They didn't quite see it, although some did. Some people in Israel did. But the point was that the law, the purpose of the law was to point people to the fact that they can't be justified by what they do. The law was there to bring death and condemnation and guilt. So a person would turn from their works, from seeking to justify themselves by their works, to faith in God. That's really what it was all about. And so people do confuse these teachings of Jesus with rules for Christian living or principles for Christian living. And really, that's not really what any of that was about. What what Jesus taught was not, he was not saying, here's Christians, this is what I want you to do. This is what I don't want you to do. So uh, we, we start off on the wrong foot in many ways in, in our lives in Christ. If we get that, uh, if we have the understanding, the thought that Jesus was teaching us uh, what to do. Yeah, and and so uh, you know we kind of look at the that ministry of Jesus and and we just see it as uh, Jesus is always talking to me here, and uh, that becomes confusing for people because there are times where Jesus comes across as very uh, compassionate and and uh, loving and forgiving, and and other times he seems rather harsh. And uh, it seems to communicate some things that don't offer as much hope. <laughs> mm -hmm. And, and you know, you kind of got this back and forth. 
But again, uh, when when Jesus as a minister under the old covenant and his primary ministry was to the Jewish people, uh, I mean, even with the Sermon on the Mount, Joel, people will assume uh, because that that's considered to be one of the the passages. There's three chapters there, Matthew five through seven. People will assume that that's kind of a, a new Christian teaching, and yet there's nothing in the Scripture that shows that Jesus was communicating anything to Gentiles, to non-Jewish people. Now, it's been assumed, and I see people say this quite often when they talk about uh, trying to defend the, uh, the Sermon on the Mount as, as a Christian teaching, um, and that would be bad news for us if it was, uh, but they'll say, well, there were Gentiles in, in attendance. Well, you know, one thing you got to look at carefully here is when when Jesus was traveling, there were larger crowds that were beginning to follow him. And certainly there were probably people from different areas, not necessarily everybody was Jewish, that would get into these large crowds that would follow him around. But in that particular instance, he was up on the mountain and his disciples came to him. His disciples came to him and he began to teach them. Mm -hmm. And he didn't have any Gentile disciples. And who knows how many disciples he had at that time. It was more than 12, perhaps a lot more. But Jesus was communicating things to Israeli people. As you were mentioning, Joel, a lot of these Gentile people would have no idea what he was talking about, even when he said things like Pharisee and and whatever else uh, Jesus talked about regarding the law. And so I think there's a a lot more that we can take a look at in in regards to the the life and the ministry and the teachings of Jesus and begin to see them in the proper context of whether it was Old Covenant or whether he was looking ahead to the new covenant, which would occur after his death. Right. And, and, And so for anyone listening, don't get us wrong. We're not saying we're not running from the words of Jesus, as we were accused of doing in a book. Um, We're not saying that the words of Jesus are not important. They are very important, but we're putting them in the context in which they were spoken, in which he taught. You know, it's like if you have a biology teacher teaching biology to a biology class, he's teaching them. He's not teaching these other people over here who are learning how to weld and build things. It was for a specific crowd, but and it was for a, a purpose. Jesus taught the law to those who were under the law. The things that he taught was he was teaching Israel for a very specific purpose. And so we're putting that in that context. And the, see, the thing is that we would find out later on that we, through Paul's epistles and other things that we understand from the New Testament epistles, is that there was no life in the law. Israel was seeking to be justified by the works of the law, but they didn't find justification. They didn't find life in the law. They didn't find righteousness in the law. There was no life in the law. There's no righteousness in the law. Jesus even told the Pharisees, he said, you you look in the scriptures thinking that you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. Those scriptures testify about Jesus, but he told them, you are not willing to come to me that you may have life. Jesus said, that the uh, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, not rules, principles, laws, and all that stuff. I've come that they may have life. And then at the end of John, who wrote where I got those words from Jesus, John 10.10, John himself said there's all kinds of things that Jesus did, which are not written in this book, but these things are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and believing you may have life in his name. And so that's really what it's all about. That's really why Jesus came. 
He had a mission to those who were under the law to lead them away from being reconciled by the law to life. And that's uh, that's really what it's all about. About another minute or so left, Cap. Well, Jesus said in John 6, I am the bread of life. You know, we talk about give us this day our daily bread. Jesus is that that bread. Um, Jesus said your, your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. Wasn't talking to Gentiles there either, was he? <laughs> right. uh, this is the bread which comes down out of heaven. He's referring to himself so that, no, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread which uh, also, also which I uh, will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Um, then the, the Jews began to, to argue among themselves. Um, so Jesus is the bread. Um, he is the reason for life. You know, they're, they're, Jesus accomplished so much for us through a completed work at the cross where he shed his blood for all of us. And now it's just simply a matter of believing that what he did was enough. And we encourage you to uh, encourage others with this good news. And we're going to have more of this. I think we want to talk a little bit more about some of the perspectives about the ministry of, of Jesus and, and some of the things that he taught as we continue on here in the weeks ahead right here on Growing in Grace. You'll find all of our past archive programs at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.